0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Mr. Congressman, Congressman, listen if you have the time. There's a dream that's taken refuge in this weary heart of mine. There's an old man, just a young man, who has traded hope for fears. And a man who's been alive a few more years Letters to liberty, come back and comfort me That's all I ask, that's all I ask So I uh...
1: Foot, and his latest track, Letters to Liberty. Welcome back to Late Night Nod, with me, Brian. Still in studio with me is the ergonomical Mick Pickles. How are you, Mick? Yeah, I'm doing all
2: right, Brian. Thanks.
1: It's great to have you here. Just before we get back to tonight's interview with Mick, we Just, we'll cut away for a quick commercial break back to you in a second. If you would like to download the full length version of the song featured on tonight's episode, you can do so by supporting the podcast on Headstuff Plus. Hi, my name's Derek. I've been with my local financial institute for the last 24 years. My local financial institute has always been there for me. Um, Car loans, the holiday to the Algarve, except that time in 2003 when I couldn't make my mortgage repayments and they took the house. I don't know where I'd be without my local financial institute. I don't know where I'd be. Your local financial institution. Where we know your first name. Welcome back to Late Night Nod. Now, Mick, I've often been accused of... Attempting some sort of pseudo philosophy here in the show, and I suppose from my perspective, it's it's an attempt to 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 reach something a bit deeper than than what this show can often be. Which is, I mean, tonight we've touched a lot on 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 your 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 career in and with the knuckleheads and and their sort of parochial fame.
2: I mean, would it be fair to call it that? Um. Yeah. I mean, at the time. I suppose we were, we were big in, because we were big in the UK, felt quite sort of local, sort of cultish, certainly then, um, I think, I think we influenced a lot of big bands, you know, so I think since then we've, we've become, we're younger people now, they sort of look back on, on, on us as, as a... As a bigger and maybe a more accomplished band than people thought we were at the time. But I think yeah, parochial is a good word, yeah. I suppose I have two things that come to mind
1: is one would be why not have why not have ten people love you rather than a thousand who merely like you, you know, and that's how I'd I'd view the knuckleheads, but another way I'd view you is a sort of food pyramid. You're the the base of the pyramid. You would be the 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 carbohydrates of of artistry, and what you did was, was fuel what came above, what came later, and at the top of that is the more well known music groups. But that industrial attitude within your work would it be fair to say? And <laughs> I I know you're you're not sitting on on, on a chaise long over there, but that industrial attitude towards towards your work and your career is it is that from from your upbringing? Yeah, I,
2: I, I, I do think I do think that that has a lot to do with it. I think, you know, you, you you bring your childhood with you, you know, especially when you when you're making music and you you know, we 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 were, I mean, we were kids, we were just teenagers, you know, when we started. I I grew up, you know, in Chittlesford, you know, it was a grey area. It was very industrial. It was just, you know, you look out a window. What's what's out there? It's a wall. You know, there'd be a wall. Go next window. Same thing, another wall. It was like the start of The Wizard of Oz.
1: Would you say there was a permanent film of of grey atop your nose when you stepped home in the evening?
2: You know, sometimes I'm not sure if that's what it was like then or if that's how I look back on it. Just that cold bitter harsh wind you know blowing in our face and everybody i knew worked you know my, my my old man he worked um he was a shipwright you know he worked in the shipyards my father was a he was a big figure in my childhood you know he's quite a frightening man he was he was a scary man you know he used to he used to hide behind things and jump out and just scare me i was a huge presence in my childhood he was and of course he was he was in he was in a brass band you know because everybody was back then on the shipyard to you know those sort of areas people played in brass bands, it's just what you did it was a social thing, but he's a very accomplished musician, really good you know he 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 um he played the tuba, but later he moved on to trumpet, and you know he was a very accomplished trumpeter um and I think you know way I looked at him and I saw that music as a way I saw thought you know something something there he loves that trumpet, maybe that was the way you know me stepping into music was a way think of of, of
1: would, you, really, would, you, would you ever
2: hear him say I love you it was it was the uh, it was sort of it was known it was you know we uh, it wasn't like a sort of a demonstrative family like that you know but I, it, it there was a warmth there you know I was probably more likely to hear him say I love you to his trumpet to be honest you know it was sort of there was sort of certainly he was able to show there was something there you know when he played that trumpet he was able to show something that was he couldn't have expressed otherwise do you
1: think that's what art can be often for people who struggle to express emotion people who struggle to accept love give love art can become a medium with which they can show those they care about that that they're trying
2: I think in a way he was able to speak with that with that trumpet and even at a very young age I could tell that it was sort of a there was something he he could express without words, but he could play it. This is a way that you can um, say things without having to say things, and sort of a pursed-lipped poet. That's what he was in a way. What was your mother? Lovely, w- lovely woman, you know. Um, um, who maybe maybe didn't get as much out of life as um as you would have hoped, I suppose at times, but
1: suppose much to the uh, sort of a contradictory trajectory towards where your father had been, towards the metal and the the rigidity of the rivets and then the lines which engineers would draw and he would have to adhere to and then suppose the the strict nature of, of the brass band. Her mother loved him for that, so to see her son grow up and move very swiftly into the world of punk what was it she said to you and 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 the night your first night that you went out you went out to perform was there anything she said was there any luck she gave you
2: i don't think she fully understood it you know she was very much the person who was pushing me into you know after i started playing brass she pushed me into she pushed me into the classical area to start learning you know um physically or just emotionally yeah physically she pushed me to the lessons um i didn't necessarily want to go um, to learn cello and violin and all those things. She's so, a strong woman, I suppose. Yeah, I mean that's one of the strongest images of my childhood is my mother just pushing me across this sort of barren, grey landscape to go and learn to play violin and cello, um, and then pushing me back home afterwards. You know, and that was after again. Never,
1: never dragging you?
2: She wasn't. You know, she she want she. I think metaphorically, she wanted to give me that push that right. I needed to. Propel myself, so she give me the push, and I sort of, under my own momentum, keep going. If she were to drag me, then there'd always be a resistance. And I think she knew that. So there was an inherent
1: wisdom, despite the lack of, the lack of maybe vocal contact you had with her.
2: She was a wise woman. Yeah, she 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 was a wise woman. But that 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 happens with parents, you know. They push you, or they push you away.
1: She certainly didn't drag you, though.
2: No, never dragged me. Never dragged me. The first instrument I picked up was the tuba, and um, I fell over because I was only four. It's much, much too big. It's a lesson, though. Good lesson, yeah. And what was the lesson? Strengthen up or scale down? scale down I suppose yeah you mean keep within keep within you know I don't mean this in a bad way I mean keep within the confines of what is physically possible so I played the trumpet that's what I learned first
1: the tuba fell over trumpet then the violin played the trumpet and
2: I I mean I, I think I was so young when I played the trumpet that I didn't really even sort of recognise that I was playing the same instrument that my dad was, you know, so well known in the area for being such a good trumpeter. And um but as I got older, I think I, I, I think I was scared of that trumpet. I didn't, because I loved him, and I wanted, I wanted him to love me, if I'm honest. But I didn't want to be him. I was scared of that.
1: Do you think for men of his generation, from music was like a siren call, music was their release, music was their way of saying to the establishment, look, we're here too, and this is what we contribute?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, it's a funny thing, isn't it, to go and work with metal all day because somebody's telling you to and paying you pittance, you know, not enough, not enough to build these big ships that would carry posh people around or, you know, or carry posh things to posh people you know that's what that's what those big ships did then to come home and pick up another piece of metal and to make art out of it isn't that a funny thing you know isn't it a strange strange thing is there a dichotomy it it, 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 it is it's it's, it's just metal it's just all day but doing different things with it you know it's a funny thing and then you know eventually I, I picked up a guitar piece of wood different material, you know. Really, that was the, um, that was the rebellion for me.
1: I suppose like a lot of your music reflected that, a lot of your, your punk music suggested to the, the posh class as you would have, I suppose, surmised them that they never got hands on. They got things handed to them. And you as a musician, you touch metal at a young age, you touched the wood instruments, you felt the earth. But you
2: never really connected with those who who tried to connect with you i think hands-on is a really like i really like that that phrase that you used because that was very much what what drew me to punk was the hands-on it was the diy you know i heard there's this new movement and music and it's 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 diy you know and i was drawn to that because i i liked sort of carpentry and fixing things and then when i started playing punk i realized that that wasn't the sort of diy they were talking about it was more sort of you know anybody can do it was really more the idea you didn't you didn't have to be you know incredibly well trained or anything and i had been you know i'd been playing music my whole life i had been classically trained at that point i had to very quickly forget everything that i knew about music and i I don't mean that in the way of relearning i mean i quite literally had to forget all the things that I knew about music and not know things about music. Do you think it's possible for the human brain to forget completely? Well, I definitely tested that out during that time by sort of taking as many drugs as I could to see if I could stop remembering things. You famously had that period where you systematically
1: would lower your head into the river that that ran next to Buckton Wharf and hold your head under that icy cold water with your mouth agape as an attempt to flush out what you knew and absorb the the rust, the the metal figments as that rolled from the shipyards through your head. You obviously putting yourself in great danger then, but when your head was under that water What's going through your
2: mind, aside from aside from the, the chemicals? When I put my head in that water, that was the one time that there was nothing, nothing going through it. You know, I can't, I can't describe. There's something. I mean, there's something about dunking your own head into into any liquid, into into cold water. It's gonna, you know, it's a very, it's a form of presence. Right, a lot like music is actually. You know. Um, a form of presence. You know, you are really there,
1: having gone through the 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 regional success of punk, and do you feel that some experiences, some human emotion, is
2: indescribable, indefinable, and merely exists without form or structure? Well, i i I think that's what music is for. That's honestly what I believe is. I I think that that can get things that we just can't. It's more primal than language music you know um it's the energy it's the waves of course well, it's not logical you know Language is we understand it with our logical brains and music we don't it's it's something else it's something else while you know the knuckleheads we we had a lot of you know our, our lyrics and our our, our message and uh i'm proud of that you know i'm proud of the things that we said we tried to say some things you know we tried to say some things i don't, I don't know how successful we were but we tried to say something it's why now I'm making a pivot back to instrumental music. I think it's I think it means more because it says less. Do you think this
1: entomological transition, the shedding of of your punk skin, this chrysalis, if you like, back into classical music, is a return to your childhood? Is a return to younger Mick, a smaller man, dimensionally speaking than? what I'm looking at right now and do you think in essence we all have to go back there as adults to find happiness to to evade the the, the straitjacket of,
2: of of modern life you know I think that we all owe our whatever you want to call it in a child I suppose we all owe him or her something probably that he or she didn't get And now we owe it to ourselves to know what that is that we didn't get and to to give it to ourselves. Yeah.
1: Has it been difficult stepping back into the world of, of classically trained music, of picking up that trumpet or that violin and having various audience members loudly try to recall is that
2: sticky McPickles on the violin? I mean, I f- yeah, I, it, it's strange because these days when I play, I get a real mixed crowd. You know, I get knuckleheads, knuckleheaders, and um, I get more sort of uh, very open-minded classical fans, I would say, more conservative classical fans, which so is very ne- close. neo Yeah, neo You know, some of the older crowd can be very close-minded, I, th- I think. And I, I don't really blame them for that. I, I understand because people look at sticky mcpickles and they see tvs being thrown through windows and guitars being smashed up and i mean probably i don't help myself sometimes because i still just on impulse will smash a violin at the end of a set or you know kick a cello or you know throw something at a composer and it's it's those things that you know it's it can be very deeply ingrained i mean you once famously had that public spot with, with ken
1: paisley and Afterwards, you surmise that it's perhaps necessary for 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 people in the punk scene, in the music scene, to clash, to butt heads, to rock.
2: Ken's a good bloke. He's a good bloke. You know, he he is. I, you know, I, as you get older, you mellow out about these things. You know, but at the time, they seem so so important. Do you think if we, as humans, are trees, that as we grow, as we expand,
1: our branches become a bit lighter, we carry less of a load, maybe?
2: Yeah, I'd like to think um that you're a tree? Yeah. I'd like to think that, yeah.
1: Do you think your tree could possibly grow in a smoky, dusty, grey, monochromatic Buckden Wharf, or do you think it now needs to be elsewhere? I
2: think that um it's hard to it's hard to be a tree and not see other, other trees and I think that, that, that's probably the most difficult element in a way is to um, to grow into yourself and to grow as yourself uh, but you need to see yourself reflected back at you in some way I think that's what punk at that time was trying to do was a lot of people who grown up in one way or another just not seeing themselves anywhere else and all of a sudden there was this movement of people who were together and all sort of you know misfits in their own way odd odd bods you know but all people who hadn't seen themselves and all of a sudden it was like yeah there that's 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 me there you know that's that's who i am I see it in that band or that, that, that album or whatever, you see it reflected back at you. That is terribly important for a young person, I think. What's reflected back now? Oh, wrinkles, you know, <laughs> grey hairs, you know. Maybe no. one too many lagers. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't put it like that. Maybe a few pounds that I could, you know, didn't have back in the day. A um, father of one? Yeah, you know, that's changed me a lot, I have to say. It's changed me a lot. Do
1: you think Oscar will be will be growing up looking for his own trumpet or will you try and ensure
2: that Oscar need not ever seek his own trumpet? I mean, that, well, very well put. I hope he never needs, you know, in the way that I needed. Um, it's something very strange about needing to be anything, really. If you need to be a rock star, if you need to be... There's something probably quite unhealthy about that. Um, and that probably came from from something... You know, in my younger years that was quite unhealthy, but you know I hope he never has has that i'm i'm sure I'm sure he won't oh, I hope he won't you know um, it's my my uh my number one job now being a dad. What do you think has brought you to that
1: conclusion because for the longest time, your number one job was substances being entered into any or if it's possible it was head dunking into rivers. But now it's nurturing a young, a young, younger version of yourself.
2: Well, I think you know you try those things, don't you? And and you find that it's not, it's not there. You know, you think, I'll just throw one more TV at someone. You know, or at some. You famously
1: insisted on smashing only Japanese TVs for for a brief period.
2: Well, they were the best made. So it was Um, more
1: of a challenge for you.
2: Yeah. And I thought, you know, if you're going to do something, do it right.
1: Do you think growing up, punk, classic music, younger man, it's everything's expressed outwards? And there comes a point where it, you can't smash any more Hitachis, you can't smash any more Panasonics. So instead of expressing outward, you start to put what you've learned back together into 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 the latter half of your life, whatever that may be. So ultimately much like your father you you're, you've returned to the the physical action of of building of putting components pieces rivets together of of creating a hull
2: that will sail across any sea any ocean i mean i see that's a lovely way to um to look at it really yeah and um
1: with the occasional violin being smashed the sort of the champagne bottles on the side of the ship
2: exactly you know you, you, again um, I you know I talked about the being an inner child. It's all right to have an inner punk as well. You know, even if you're getting into your you know I don't, I don't want to say twilight years. Yeah, I don't think. But you know, well, we won't say on air. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, you know, we've got that in in us as well. It's all right to have a little a little inner rebel in there because it's it's okay to. I, I'd hate to think that you know I'm I'm more accepting of the status quo now I don't think that's what it, what it is you know I still in a way still a lot of sticky mick in me a lot that's stuck exactly yeah still a lot of that there a lot of that but I don't think it's an anger now I think it's still a recognition that there's a lot wrong and I don't want to say now I've sort of I haven't given up but maybe just you've turned the volume down I don't think it's at, at full blast anymore, you know. And I'm, I'm as surprised as anyone. I'm uh, well.
1: I think I might be the most surprised of all. I mean, I was there in the days. I I I, yeah, he I watched saw you
2: saw, saw some stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, stuff we probably shouldn't say, say on air. Not that it was yeah. illegal, in case there was anyone with a with a pen and a notepad listening. Well, but, uh,
2: <laughs> no. I mean, it was, it was. It's you do that stuff when you're young. You do that stuff when you're young. You know. Do you think, like a sheet of uh, of metal, that that has uh,
1: one side and then and then subsequently the other side, that there's a distance you can measure in that sheet of metal? You can cut it, you can splice it, you can weld it, but ultimately it begins and ends the same as it as it always has, and and that maybe when it comes to youth and older age, it's like jumping up into the sky. You know, once your feet leave the ground, you're in the air, you're in the sky. So it's all it's
2: all one. Yeah, I, can't, I, I didn't understand a lot of that, but I, I, I really
1: liked it. You play instinctually, Mick, don't you? You don't. You don't profess to know more than what you do.
2: No, I. You know, I feel now I can put my fingers to a fretboard and sort of just see what they do. I think when we started the Knuckleheads, I was I was still very much. Blocking myself, I think I was self-conscious. You know, I was young, cared what people thought. I think these days I'm 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 a lot less in my own way, and I can just let it happen. And where is it going? Oh, it's going somewhere, you know. It's it's coming from somewhere. It's going somewhere else. It's what's the what's the title of of the final chapter of Sticky McPickles? The album's called Lessons in E Minor. I mean it's a conceptual album. Sort of semi autobiographical, I would say, about me, but also about like amalgamations of different people um I've known throughout my life and it's all instrumental, so you won't hear any of that. And this sort of
1: metaphorical, autobiographical, musical offering hmm. if you were to put that in physical written form, what's the final line you'd want your audience to
2: read? Sticky McPickles was here. And he had a bloody good time, and 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 he's st- he's still here, and and he'll be here for a bit longer as well.
1: Mick Pickles, thank you very much for joining us here at Late Night Nod. Thank um, you for having me. It's been a real pleasure, and hopefully we'll speak again soon. I love that. Thanks again for joining us here at Late Night Nod, with me, Brian. Don't forget to join the conversation at as the late at night nod if you have any comments on tonight's shows any questions for future guests whatever it may be and as you open your eyes tomorrow morning and piercing reality comes through your eyeballs and you're left with that decision to to, to stay or to go to put your feet on the floor to keep them horizontal I'd like to remind you that as this world spins as your head may spin as your tummy spins at some point the spinning will stop. And there will be a moment where it makes sense. Thank you and good night.
0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious.